Hey, yo, stay hello to the fans. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network. And that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Set Show. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm, and if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. to TNA Chat Live with your host someday and that day may never come I'll call upon you to give a service the Bronx father Tony Mirabella all right guys a little late but welcome to TNA Chat Live here on the SNS Radio Network. I'm the Bronx Father. Uh, I think I owe you guys an explanation why there wasn't a show last night. Here's why. My two DVR boxes from recording hours of daytime television uh, were completely shot. Well, to the point I had no television. So I called these fucking idiots at Cablevision and they're supposed to come out between the hours of 5 and 7 and fix my shit. Needless to say, they didn't get here and weren't finished until Impact was halfway over. Then the asshole brings the wrong boxes with him, so he had to go back to his fucking Flintstone mobile outside and get me the right fucking parts. By the time he called up and activated these cable boxes, which apparently have more encryption than the goddamn U.S. government supercomputers, by the time all that was said and done, it just wasn't possible. Uh, tonight we're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, I'm going to keep the main focus on TNA. We're going to go over what happened last night. However... Uh, tonight, being we didn't have a WNL, unfortunately, JJ was feeling under the weather and we just couldn't get you a show. And because you guys waited patiently for another night, tonight will be about mainly wrestling in general. Uh, I want to be able to just, you know, talk on about some of the shit that's been going on during the week. A lot of stuff going on this week in wrestling. A lot of stuff. But to the task at hand, TNA last night, Impact... I'll say it was better than last week, even though there was a lot of talking 
uh, not very match heavy. We had, I believe, four matches, and two of them were actually fucking um, knockouts matches, neither of which was too bad. You know, uh, we had uh, two good knockouts matches. We also saw some interesting dialogue between Matt Morgan and Hulk Hogan, which I liked Morgan's promo work last night. I'd like it even better if the motherfucker was getting in the ring more often. But he tells Hogan, I'm your white knight, man. I'll ride in and help out, but I want a title shot. And Hulk Hogan goes into this whole spiel about how, you know, he's worked for everything during his career. He's never asked for anything. You know, he's never taken a shortcut, you know, but I'm not going to give you a title shot. You know, if you want to help the company, basically, you'll help it yourself. So, I mean, just, I don't know. You know, we had Mickey James, Velvet Sky, excuse me, yeah, versus Mickey James. And a good match, although the ending seemed a little botched. Uh, Mickey retains the title, uh, excuse me, Velvet retains the title. Um, it wasn't, wasn't a bad match, but the ending was a little botchy. In fact, Andy Knowles pointed that out. Um, that wasn't bad. The whole aces and eights thing, and now we added a new dynamic, which is Sting. Uh, apparently, we don't know whose side he's on now. He comes out last night. Hogan's about to get his ass kicked by aces and eights. Hogan starts fighting them off. <sighs> Hogan, even your punches look like shit now, dude. I mean, seriously. Seriously. Hogan looks like shit. He's slow. I don't believe anything he does anymore. I mean, it, it's to the point where I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be afraid to take a shot from Hogan. I mean, the shit just looks weak. You know, I know the guy's been through a lot and I'm not making fun of him for that, but it's weak, man. It just, it looks like shit. And now Sting, who helps fight off aces and eights, but then points the bat at the throat of Hulk Hogan. To basically say, you're not out of the woods yet, my man, even though all of this shit is in a way Sting's fault. With that said, I want to know what you guys think. Now, unfortunately, guys, we're having issues with the uh, number phone number. I cannot take regular phone calls tonight. Uh, the only way you can reach me, unfortunately, for now is Skype to Skype. We'll have that resolved real soon. Or you can send me an email, tnhatlive at snsradionetwork.com. But if you want to add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype, hit me up that way. I'd be more than happy to hear from you guys. I want to hear from you guys. Um, getting back to Sting and Hogan. I'm wondering where this is going to lead. I mean, what are we going to have? Another situation where we got another odd man out like AJ and Matt Morgan, who we really... We don't know what Sting's motives are. Now, he didn't attack Hogan. It looked, personally, I was kind of wanting Sting to freaking knock the shit out of Hogan with the bat. I think it would have been better, instead of him pointing the freaking bat to Hulk Hogan's throat, just had him take a swing and knock the shit out of Hogan, too. Leave everyone laying. You know, Sting was kind of, he looked more like a friend that's pissed off at you. That you know isn't really going to beat your ass, but he's mad. It would have it would have sold it so much better if he would have just fucking waffled Hogan with that freaking bat. I mean, that's what I think. 
then again, I'm a sick fuck. You know, bad influence is trying to reform fortune. And first, they, they, they're talking to Bobby Roode, talking about putting fortune back together along with AJ, who I don't know how many hints the man has to give you that he doesn't want to have shit to do with you. You know, freaking Bully Ray cutting his usual promo. Taz, who has gotten to the point now where I pay for heel Michael Cole to take his place. That's how bad it's getting. And I love this shit. The human suplex fucking machine tells Jane Storm, well, if you touch me, I'll sue you. You know, this is the guy who used to leave broken, quivering corpses in ECW. Oh, but if you touch me, I'll sue you. Shut the fuck up, Taz. Shut the fuck up. Either make Taz a face commentator again, or while he's in Aces and Eights, get him off the mic because he's just annoying as shit. As shit. I'm just... I'm not... It's taken so much away from the few matches that they have that it's just... I don't know. It's annoying. The commentary is annoying as shit. Um, We have... Lance Storm almost being put by a t- through a table by Aces and Eights last night. But Joseph Park comes out and in what was a little bit of a mark out moment when he tries to freaking save James Storm, he gets 3D through a table. That's always fun to see. But again, here's another character with no depth. He has, it's to the point where I'm tired of him too. Everything in this company is moving at a snail's fucking pace. Am I the only one who noticed that shit? And it amazed me watching Impact, most of it today, without commercials. I did catch a tail end last night, but I had to go back and rewatch what I didn't get to see. It's amazing how you're talking like, one hour, 20 minutes without commercial, without commercials. And I know a lot of people are telling me, well, SmackDown's the same way. You're right. Uh, that's, this isn't a TNA complaint. This is a wrestling complaint in general. That there are so many fucking commercials. I mean, it amazed me when you sit here and watch it live, like I do with you guys every week, you don't really notice that there's 40 plus fucking minutes of commercials. Just, just unreal. But all in all, I would give the show last night, again, I thought it was a little bit better than last week's. I mean, then again, they could have put freaking, you know, days of our lives on. It would have been better than last week's show. You couldn't do much worse than that. So, I mean, shit. Do I say kudos to them? You know... I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Sting, but it's the same complaint that the IWC has had for the last fucking, you know, five, six years on TNA, where they're pushing the shit out of these old guys again, guys like Sting, you know, guys like Hulk Hogan, and they're not doing shit with the younger guys, you know, not doing shit with the quote-unquote TNA originals. I mean, how many guys have Aces and Eights taken out that aren't even there? You know, Bully Ray keeps harping on that shit. Oh, we took out your heroes. We took out your, you know, we took out your your 
babyface fucking guys that you love. It's the same shit every week. It, it's like I said last week, and I'm going to keep saying it because it bears repeating. When I think I can miss six weeks of this shit and come back and watch it and know exactly what's going on, that's bad. That's bad. I, I just, I don't know, guys. I keep saying I hope it gets better. It's not getting better by much. Some TNA news. TNA has released information for all you UK fans of Impact. They've released that uh, next year's uh, UK tour schedule for 2014. January 30th, Glasgow, Scotland at the Glasgow Hydro. January 31st, Manchester, England at the Manchester Arena. February 1st, London, England at Wembley. February 2nd, Birmingham, England at Birmingham NIA. Well, TNA President Dixie Carter will be traveling to the UK next Tuesday, April 30th, to host, well, which was last Tuesday. Just goes to show you how dumb my ass is. No, April 30th is this Tuesday. You see what my week has been like? I wish I had a buzzer. That's why I miss Brass Eye. What a dumb fuck. April 30th is, in fact, this Tuesday. She will go to a launch party and tickets will be on sale. While no venue is named, you can check out the official Facebook page for the event for more information. Doesn't give you much time. TNA wrestler Kurt Angle did an interview in his hometown of Pittsburgh to promote Impact Wrestling in Indiana. While remaining vague, the Olympic gold medalist admitted that TNA has had issues with the other company. Now listen to this, guys and couldn't book any venues in Pittsburgh. Angle also also spoke on his health and the various injuries he has worked through in the last couple of years. Despite that, he claims he is, quote-unquote, 100% and, quote-unquote, ready to go. I hope so. Um, the gist of this is that there's been news sites saying that what Angle is, is making out is that WWE caused problems for TNA booking things in Pittsburgh. I mean, I can't verify that. I don't know how true it is, but it's possible. I, I think this is why you haven't really seen TNA prevalently on the East Coast at all. They kind of stay away from New York and stay away from where Vince is, although they've had a few shows. Um, they've had a couple shows in Long Island. They've had base brawls out in Brooklyn. But that's an interesting story. TNA res uh, Wrestling hired former WWE director of live events, Raphael Morphe. Probably butchering that. Morphe, five, fo, fum. To fill positions left open by Craig Jenkins and Michael Krusen who announced their departures from the company last week. So if this guy was director of live events in WWE, maybe he'll help them get some damn publicity. You know, hopefully. <laughs> this, is, this is just nuts. Tampa. Brother, there was no way it was going to be a normal news conference. I got to try to Hogan this up. 
Hulk Hogan brought the drama of the wrestling ring to the outside patio at Hogan's Beach today, brother, stopping at his namesake restaurant to promote the TNA Impact Wrestling Live event coming to the USF Sundome on May 23rd, brother, in front of media clutching cameras and Hulkamaniacs clutching act action figures, brother, the still hulking, yeah, right, Clearwater resident and on-screen general manager for TNA typed the event as his homecoming. Hogan hasn't appeared at a wrestling event in the Tampa Bay area for more than a decade. Wow. It's a huge deal for us, brother, he said, standing near current TNA wrestler Magnus. To bring this here to my hometown, brother, I know the energy is going to tear the place down, brother. Then came the bad guys. You could tell by their black clothes and dark glasses. Three more TNA wrestlers known as the Aces at Eights marched into the patio, hurling puffed-up threats at Hogan and Magnus. Before it was over, a security guard got a pro-wrestling-style smackdown, and the three had taken off into the bay on jet skis, vowing to finish things off at the Sun Dome. Wrestling fans in the crowd cheered. USF football coach Willie Taggart got into the act, too. After receiving an honorary championship belt, the first-year coach did his best Hulk Hogan impersonation. What are you going to do when Hulkamania and Bullmania go wild on you, he said. The fun and fakery was a, lo a long way for the last time 59-year-old Hogan held a news conference in Tampa. Interesting. So we even have to have aces and eights at a news conference. I mean, what's next? Are they going to show up at my fucking apartment? Don't we have enough of these fucking guys, really? At a fucking news conference. Now, in some positive news for the Hulkster, brother, according to HollywoodReporter.com, Hulk Hogan has been granted a restraining order, meaning Gawker and all of its affiliates will indeed need to pull the Hogan sex tape from its publications. The following is an excerpt from the report. At a hearing in a Florida state court, a judge has granted Hogan's request for a temporary restraining order. As a result, as he pursues claims that Gawker has violated his rights by posting a sex tape, all of Gawker's affiliates will need to pull down the popular video from its network. In addition, the judge has been has ordered to be delivered to Hogan's attorney's all versions and copies of the full-length sex tape and all excerpts, clips, photos, and trans transcripts of it. Excuse me. What transcript is there from a sex tape? How do you make a, a transcript of that? You know, Hulk Hogan waddles towards the bed with his fucked-up back and blown-up arms. He takes off his shirt, brother. The stitches on his back glisten in the sunlight as he slowly, slowly lays the sperm dumpster known as Bubba the Love Sponge's wife down on the bed, brother. He ignores the smell, brother, and proceeds to give her the four-inch python, brother. What's next in the transcript? I mean, how... I, I would love to read this just to laugh how there is a transcript of a sex tape. <sighs> you can't write this shit. 
So for all of you out there who were desperate, who had your money saved to buy the Hulk Hogan sex tape, well, for right now, guys, you're shit out of luck. Sorry. I don't understand how a state court overrules a federal court. I mean, how the fuck does that work? But that's about it for TNA News. Just, wow. I thought this sex tape thing was over. You know, like those clips. Here's what I love. You know, that clip was in flash format. Like it hasn't been downloaded by 10 million marks already. Like there aren't 10,000 copies of that shit floating around the internet. I don't have a copy, so don't ask me. But apparently the full length thing is, brother, just unreal. You know, getting back to a little TNA, the phone lines, the Skype line is still open, guys. SNS Radio Network on Skype. Uh, after I take the, my break, I'm going to transition and talk about a little, little WWE stuff, a little bit of news from WWE, because there's some interesting shit coming out of there, too. And like I said, tonight's just going to be a little different. Like I said, you guys can talk about anything you want. It's just Friday night, loosey-goosey, I don't give a shit. But... I don't believe I just said Lucy Goosey on the fucking air. But, you know, as far as TNA impact it goes and just, you know, again, what, what wrestling are we really getting? Uh, it's just the same shit every week. It's getting hard to watch. I mean, it's like really... The, they don't add anything different. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm interested from a storyline standpoint in what they started last night, but I'm not that interested. You know, I just, man, I mean, the best thing was seeing Taryn Terrell. She is hot. Really hot. I mean, she may be over velvet. I don't know, but Damn. Ooh, baby got it going on. You know, I just, man, so many people are bitching. Even, even fans, you know, TNA homers are bitching. People who would never in a million years speak a bad word on TNA. And I try to be one of those people, but it's fucking hard. I mean, it's really hard what we've been getting the last few weeks. I believe Chris, yeah, Chris Saban's supposed to come back next week, which will be a tape show. So, if you're a Chris Saban fan, that's something you have to look forward to. I remember him, I don't know enough, haven't really seen, he was in TNA before I really started getting into it heavy. So, I'll be interested to see, they're making a big deal out of him returning, and... You know, what's he going to do? Be another guy who's going to get taken out by aces and eights in a week? I mean, shit. I just don't know. Uh, I guess we'll transition a little earlier into some Monday Night Raw stuff. Where This is not going to be the Raw recap. We're just going to go over what happened a few days ago. I wasn't able to catch SmackDown tonight. 
If you guys want to call and talk about SmackDown via Skype, you can do that. We can talk about it. Tell me what went on. But Ryback, the end of Raw this last Monday night, where he, you know, had this really emotional, like, promo with uh, Mick Foley, who Mick, God bless him, he sold the shit. Just one of the greatest promo men who ever fucking walked the face of God's green earth. And Ryback fed off it pretty damn good, too. I enjoyed that. I'm shocked, really shocked at how many people in the IWC saying that promo sucked. I didn't think it sucked at all. I thought it was good. Foley, I don't even need to get into him. It's That's not a surprise. Foley had a great promo. You know, the sun's going to rise tomorrow. But when Foley tells him you were the guy who, you know, came into this company and took on all challengers, took on everybody, and, you know, you keep bitching about Cena not having your back. And Foley tells him, I can't count the times where I was getting my ass beat down and nobody came out to help me, where I had to just pick myself up and get back in the game and I didn't bitch and whine and moan about it. And then Ryback just losing it and telling Foley to shut up and making a good point when he tells Mick, why do you always got to insert yourself into other people's business? That's all you've been doing the last couple freaking years. You haven't done shit except coming out here every time someone's out and inserting, you know, your two cents into what's going on. Just shut the hell up. Now, at the end, John Cena comes out. And basically does something that I didn't think was kind of Cena-like. At the end of it all, he hits Ryback with an attitude adjustment while Ryback is a little distracted. They were staring each other down. Now, Ryback technically didn't touch Cena. But still, I mean, come on. You know, Ryback looks down, Cena picks him up in the AA, boom. Now, if you remember, this is the second time Cena's done something like this. Do you guys remember when he was getting ready to uh, wrestle The Rock? I believe it was before 28. And he basically attacked The Rock from behind. So that's two times that Cena kind of came off looking like a bitch, in my opinion. But, you know, I don't know how to feel about Ryback as a heel. I think it's too soon, guys. You know, maybe it'll grow on me. But he's definitely full-fledged heel. He's not going to be a tweener. He told the crowd all these stupid people. So, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., they get a win in the triple threat against the Brothers of Destruction and the Goat Face Killer. And they pin the Goat, the goat Face Killer. I like that. That'd be a great gimmick for Daniel Bryan, the Goat Face Killer. Sounds good. They're pushing the hell out of the shield. And I'm telling you guys, look for them seriously to take those tag titles. It's going to happen. I think it's inevitable. At Extreme Rules, they're walking away the tag team champions. I wouldn't have a problem with that, even though there's three of them. 
Triple H answers Brock Lesnar's challenge by coming out and accepting it and pedigreeing Paul Heyman into probably a coma. Pretty vicious looking fucking pedigree from the game, man. Um, Heyman sold it well. So that's going to be a steel cage match I'm looking forward to. Triple H, Brock Lesnar. People say, you know, that these steel, regular steel cages kind of are diminished because of hell in a cell. Nah, come on. With these two guys, if they really let them go, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to extreme rules. It's usually always, you know, one of the better pay-per-views just because, well, fucking extreme rules. How can you go wrong? So we'll have to see. They showed CM Punk leaving again last week. You know, now I heard they may push back his return even further. Sorry, Tennessee cowgirl. Ziggler versus Jericho was, you know, pretty good. Really good, what we expect from them. But the Fandango music, distracts Chris Jericho. And he takes a loss to Dolph Ziggler. So these two are still going at it. Jericho and Fandango. Be interesting. Be really interesting to see, you know, if we have a rematch, what's what we're going to get. Big E just kills Zack Ryder. I know there's rumblings that Ryder might be getting a, a character change up. You know, we'll have to wait and see. I, they got to do something with this guy. Because, man, Job City. I just don't know what you do with him. I mean, it's... it's what are you going to do? Turn him heel? No way. Ain't no fucking way Zack Ryder's a heel. But he just gets annihilated by fucking Big E. And what's interesting is... There was a little bit of what I perceived as tension backstage. Because Biggie, uh, excuse me, Ziggler is having a tender moment with AJ Lee. And you got Biggie just kind of like standing in the corner brooding. And he kind of sneaks up on Ziggler and startles him. He's like, hey, Biggie, you know, don't, don't be stalking, man. Make some noise, you know. Don't be just shadowing us. And Biggie, for a brief moment, looked like he was kind of pissed at Dolph. You know, it's too soon to do this with these two guys. That might have planted a little bit of a seed, but I hope it's nothing that they're going to do too soon. You know, I think Big E needs to stay where he is for right now, maybe for another month or two or three. And then you can maybe, you know, when Ziggler's done with his, his current challengers, then maybe you think about doing something between, you know, a breakup of him and Big E. But they planted a tiny seed. You might have missed it. Just that look that Big E gave him. Like, motherfucker, I'll take your girl right now. Brother. With that being said, I'm going to take a commercial break. Be back with some more TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network in about four minutes. Start counting them down. Always knew it would I 
WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. And your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. M my melt? Yeah. And your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Cowboy. Cowboy. And now, back to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Mm -hmm. 
All right, guys, back here with TNH at Live, special night, special time. Uh, welcome back on the SNS Radio Network. Again, if you guys want to give me a call, Sunday night showdown to your Skype. It's the only way you can call for right now. But getting back to some of what happened on Raw, uh, we saw R-Truth classic, man. R-Truth came out to was up, which I have to admit, as much as we all bitched about that gimmick at first, I kind of, I kind of was a little nostalgic. I thought it was kind of cool. Truth did a really good job too. Probably one of the best live raps I've heard him do. And the crowd, the crowd dug it. They ate it up pretty good. Crowd tried their hardest, man. They tried their hardest on Raw to beat out that freaking uh, great uh, crowd from New Jersey a few weeks ago. They came close, but I don't think anyone will ever outdo that crowd. You know, they poured their hearts out, but just nah. Didn't go over as well. But they, I dug that. I dug that. Pretty cool. Uh, Fandango came out with a new uh, dancing girl from NXT, Summer Ray, And I got to make an on-air retraction here. <laughs> a lot of us guys were messing around saying she was kind of flat-chested. Well, I'll tell you right now. Apparently, they wanted her to look that way for the sake of that dancing gimmick because we got a picture of her on Facebook, and she is a hot babe, man. You know, I don't get to watch uh, NXT that often, if ever. And, I mean, I got to take that back. My apologies to her. She, look, she looks pretty damn good. Now, this was cool. Fandango's wrestling William Regal. And this pissed me off. I thought this match should have went a little bit lost. Well, fuck it. I thought it should have went a lot longer. Regal basically gets squashed. But while on the ramp, Fandango gets jumped by Chris Jericho. And Jericho really disses Fandango by dancing with his girl. That's fucked up. Didn't ask, can I cut in, you know... Just came out, knocked the motherfucker down, started dancing with his girl. Now that is something to fight about. I mean, really, Chris? That's fucked up. Man, there was a lot of WWE news this week. Uh, I'm going to go over some of it with you guys. Uh, there's one story that's really interesting. PW Insider is reporting that... WWE diva Rosa Mendez was sent home from the European tour a week before the tour was supposed to wrap up. Unconfirmed rumors online say that Mendez was having alcohol issues while touring with the rest of the crew. And while WWE didn't confirm the reason she was sent home, the statement issued says that she left the tour for personal reasons. You gotta be pretty fucking drunk to be thrown off the continent. I mean, I can see being so drunk that you're thrown out of a bar. But when you're actually told to leave the country, get on a plane, 
fly over an ocean for four or five hours to get home, that's fucking drunk. I mean, shit. You know, I've been thrown out of some nice places, but I've never been fucking asked to leave, you know, the freaking shoreline. I mean, what if she couldn't have got a flight? WWE is going to put the bitch in a life raft and just float her back to the U.S.? I mean, how are you so drunk you get ejected from a fucking country? That's fucking drunk. She's a party animal at Rosa Mendez. I'm telling you right now. That bitch is a party animal. One day, bulletproof vests will be made from her liver. Un-fucking-real. And not only, okay, did she get thrown out of the country. She got thrown out of the UK. This is a place where fucking beer is sold next to orange juice in supermarkets. Motherfuckers can drink. If you're so drunk that they think you're too fucked up to hang around with Europeans, with guys from England. I mean, was the bitch even able to stand? Holy shit. I don't know. Mendez hasn't been doing shit. I just see her possibly getting fired soon. Future Endeavored. I think I'm going to regret the comments I just made. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Oh, dear, Bronx. <laughs> oh, dear. Don't, don't make jokes about us. Only we can make jokes about us. <laughs> just not to interrupt you, this is beautiful. Since when did fucking Skype start showing advertisements during phone calls? Are you uh, fucking kidding me? I think it's doing this on purpose. Probably for the fact that what you just had with Impact Wrestling last night. <laughs> a quarter of your call is going to be adverts. By the way. <laughs> wow. Unreal. So what's on your mind, man? Oh, secretly, I think the reason why they got rid of Rosa Mendez is because pretty much straight after they were leaving, or at least the Raw brand was leaving London, they were going to Russia. Think how much she'd have cleaned out the vodka in all of Russia. Just gone. Yeah, I mean, it's holy shit. I mean, like I said, it's what. When it, see, see, this is what uh, I laughed when I first read this, okay? Usually when you get sent home, it's they throw you in the back of a cab and you drive a half a mile, a mile, and you're home. The bitch was ejected from that fucking tectonic plate. She was thrown off a landmass and told not to come back. She was sent home via airplane. They didn't even do that for Hardy when he got pulled off a WWE tour in the UK like three or four years ago. They just pulled him off and let him be in a hotel room. They didn't actually go, right, just go back to America. Seriously. <laughs> Amazing, man. I don't know. Oh. And... um yeah, I, th I think you and me are gonna have to get our heads together and try and work out some ideas for uh, Hulk Hogan. Because I know from this, the music that we had before the show started was uh, the "Be a Man" Hogan thing. Yeah, I put I put "Be a Porn Star" and then it's like your light bulb went. So I've got some ideas relating to 
one of the video games he was in or something. So, well, you know, he, maybe was, in, he was in Saints Row, which did have the purple dildo. Just yeah. saying. Oh, is that where the guy was beating the shit out of people with that big purple? Well, then again, yeah, Dan- dances with dildos, Crowley, as as he was monikered. Well, then again, after you pull it out of freaking, you know, Bubba's wife, it might be purple. Yeah, but it was three foot long, man. All right, how do we get on this subject? <laughs> um, drugs, out, well, sex and drugs and alcohol and rock and roll. Probably. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, <laughs> to try to put this back on the rails. I knew this show would be a clusterfuck to begin with. But, you know, him poss- possibly even considering wrestling. I mean, am I the only one? Okay, is it because... I can't fucking see that well. Do he do or do not his punches even look like shit now? I don't know if he just lost the ability to pull back as quickly as he used to, but it's like aces and eights is going flying, selling these fucking blows, and it looks to me like if that motherfucker hit me like that, I'd be like, really? <laughs> just like, oh, you slapped me. You were supposed to punch me. That really didn't hurt. And then just punch him back. And then he'll just sue you and say that you had possession of one of his tapes from Gork. Yeah, that 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 was something, man. Like <laughs> like I said, like fucking 2,000, I mean, ten, 2 million copies of that shit aren't on hard drives all over the planet already. I'm pretty sure it's out there, at least on some of the sites that do, that, that do stuff, that does, you know, adult-orientated stuff that isn't even affiliated with Gorka. People just ripped it because there are those people that want to see it. It's like China stuff. It's... I'm trying to think. It's like that fake Mickey James video that's all about there. That everyone's like, oh, I have to watch it. Yeah, just out of nothing, but you got some people who are just curious, you know, I guess. I... Me, personally, I don't have any desire to see, like, a child. Not that I really care that much for Hogan now. But it's like you put these guys on a certain pedestal. I really don't want to see that shit. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, come on, man. And if, the, if, if he has sex the way he throws a punch now, it's probably more boring than Athena Batista's video, if that's even possible. You never know. It might get so desperate they might have to have that main event impact one week. Yeah, maybe that's why he wants it off Gawker. (laughs) I mean, I can just imagine. Do you know who I am? Do you know who we are? Have you seen my father-in-law fuck Bubba the Love Sponge's wife? Well, if not, check this out and you just play the whole shit on their Tron now you want to talk no, about I've realized ratings. with all these one night only pay-per-views that they're doing they have got still coming up the hardcore justice one true <laughs> it's like okay I'm tuning in and it's just the same two minute bit on loop for the, like the three hours and TNA's always had a history of having these weird like kind of porno sounding pay-per-view names you know, hard justice. What was the other one? Oh, God, there were a few. Oh, shit, I just drew a blank, but there were a few. 
that, you know, bound for glory, unless you're into S&M, no. But there were a couple other fucking pay-per-views that they had. Let's see. It wasn't Turning Point. Oh, man. Final Resolution. Genesis. No, the, the other thing was Phil Collins. Genesis and Against All Odds, but... Uh... Yeah, true. And then you got the name of the company, TNA. You know, that just speaks for itself. Did you notice something as well last night? The knockouts match. The cameras half the time were going, boobs, ass, boobs, ass, wrestling, boobs. I'm telling you, I watched the Terran Terrell match about four times. <laughs> she is freaking hot. And I got to say, that new knockout site that's out, I would personally like to, from the bottom of my heart, thank Dixie Carter or whoever idea it was to come out with that. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm going to make a, a bold prediction here on TNA Chat Live. Mark Tate. Well, I'm producing. I got a Mark Tape. But mark, <laughs> mark Tape, anyway. That fucking site is going to end up getting three times the hits that ImpactWrestling.com gets. I'll bet you anything. And then it will get hacked by aces and eights. And then everyone will go, okay, screw this company. Yeah, imagine that shit. That's, you know, that's something. You know, you bring that up. And it's funny. I, I was almost forgetting to, to, to mention this. It's interesting to me how, and I know, Look, all biker gangs got to have some chicks. I'm surprised that they haven't had some chick turn, one of the knockouts turn, and, and join up with aces and eights. Well, this this does kind of pertain to spoilers, but it probably won't be shown on iPay, or it probably won't be shown on pay-per-view on TNA probably till about September or October. But remember the gut check, and remember Ivelisse. Yeah. who completely got no-sold and forgotten and said they chose that lady lady tapas on the Nando's menu or something. I don't know. Right. She apparently is part of Team Aces and Eights when they do the World Cup thing. Hmm. She was only there as a one-off, apparently. That's but interesting. On the indie scene, some things have happened which could mean that if there, if they, if TNA do want to pull the trigger and bring her in, there is such a way that they could technically write her out of the group that she's in in the women's wrestling, and have her leave the company, kind of thing. And if she did want to go to TNA, which would be ironic because then you'd have uh, both of them get through, even though they turn one of them down. No, the gut wreck. That's what I'm going to call it right now. The gut wreck. <laughs> But uh, that's still not as bad as, as just, you know, th some of the shit they've been doing. That's a segment, we've said it before, needs to go. It's got Do you want to bring up this on the clock thing? <laughs> on the clock? Yeah. Apparently to tie into the NFL draft, because they knew viewers were going to watch that instead. They said, okay, Hulk Hogan is putting everybody on the clock. Oh, yeah. You know, they have to decide... Who's going to be uh, going to be in the next X Division match, which I think is end of May. So at the next TV taping that they're doing in two weeks. Hmm. And the three picks are Rashad Cameron, a.k.a. Black G's from the Indies, who really, he wasn't a bad in-ring worker for TNA, but his promo skill that he did that one time was pretty crap. 
um, Rockstar Spud, who's British, so I might be biased. And then the most intriguing one, Suicide. In which case, who's going to play Suicide? Uh, who knows? Why they're bringing that back? Or Daniels, because they're actually still there. See, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just, uh, just kind of going into my own world for a minute because I'm thinking about something. They're talking about picking a contender. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't all of these matches supposed to be contested in a triple threat? What? Well, if you remember, and this is really hard because you know, memory of anything TNA is pretty tough, but the person that gets pinned in the triple threat is out. Right. The person that isn't is technic- could, could technically be in the next triple threat match. Wow. Yeah, I knew I, I knew the part I knew the part about you know, th- these fucking rules are driving me crazy. I knew the part about if you lose, you're eliminated. But now so if you've got three guys, one gets eliminated, the guy that doesn't is still the third man in the next match, and what if what if he doesn't get eliminated again? He just keeps going and going. That's stupid. What if it's a triple count out? Do they all get eliminated? I mean, why do you have to fuck with something that's been first you know I, I like back in the day it wasn't about weight limits it was about no limits then it became where they kind of brought the weight limit back but then they didn't then they brought it back again now you've got this triple threat bullshit now you've got people voting on why i mean what what's next are they going to take the fucking knockouts to, which the knockouts have been the highest rated segment on the show mm-hmm. and it's because you're getting two things I mean look I gotta say one thing I'm not a real big fan of Mark Madden I read his column because sometimes he does make some good points that I agree with and he's right about one thing I still think the knockouts division is far superior to the divas division I wish they had more chicks when you've got when it's so to the point where you've got two knockouts matches headlining a four match card, they're being smart. They, they know where their bread's buttered as far as that's going. So I gotta, I gotta reluctantly agree with Madden on that. He's right. It just makes you wonder though, what's happening to the rest of them? If I don't know how much wrestling there was last night, if you take out all the segments of just nothing happening. Because the opening beat down with the opening segment with just Storm coming out and then Bad Influence and then the whole beat down and then Aces and Aces randomly show up. That took forever. Really? That wasted about the first 10, 15 minutes of the entire show? Yeah. It, it Other than AJ looking in the crowd going, I don't know whose side am I on. Yeah, I like AJ just standing there with that fucking, you know... Oh, you know, what do I do? I I don't know. That it that's getting played too. But you know, man, it's we got what we wanted. We wanted less pay-per-views and guess what? This is what you're going to get. Long ass I mean, shit, their next big pay-per-view is until June. Yeah. So June I mean, come on, so you know. Five weeks. Yeah. All right, Ashley, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate the call. So take mm-hmm. care, man. Let's. I don't know what we're gonna do with TNA, my brother. I just don't know. Um, 
Yeah. It, it's a sad situation. It's just... I want it to do well, but it's just when you do stuff like this, it really it it doesn't make sense. It, as as JJ's quite often said, they take one step forward and then just occasionally they take about fourteen steps back. Yeah, no, he's one right. Little move. No, he's right. I, I don't look, know. At, look at Exavision as well with the uh, Terminator Oblivion style camera. Yeah. I'm waiting for a thing saying scanning, non-verified, eliminate. Yeah, that shit would be great and just have the ref go ape shit nuts. Yeah, that could work. He's got a laser in his eye. Ah. I mean, it's what I don't get, and you talk about being ass backwards, is instead of trying to change the things that people don't like, you're trying to change the one thing that a lot of people did like, which was the X Division. I remember the last time they changed something, it was the television title. And look what's happened. Yeah, Maze makes a good point in the chat. Less pay-per-views ain't all it's cracked up to be. He's right. Back to that. He's right. Six, six, even eight. I would have said six, but even eight. But I, I think that they just cut it too, too much to four. Three-month builds is a little too much. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you go, Bronx. Uh, what I will say, though, is cheap plug. Open Book should be back next week for those of you guys. And whole indie show as well should be up pretty soon as well. Actually talking about another former TNA gut check person wrestling on TNA side. Just a bit weird. I'll let you go, Bronx. Uh, have a good night. You too, man. Thank you. Take care. All right, guys. I'm going to leave the Skype line open for a little longer. Uh, I'm happy we, we broke down some WWE, some Raw, we broke down TNA. I do have an email from MMA Outsider who says TNA continues to build everything around Hogan and Sting instead of creating a new star or pushing Magnus, Joe, or Morgan. We are again stuck with Sting saving the day. TNA has been staler than day-old bread since the Chicago show. Unless someone stops this train, TNA is headed for a major crash. Impact is terrible. And this is an emailer who I've gotten emails before. And he's always been positive on the product. You know, this is this is what's scaring me about TNA. And I think maybe I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up with this. I, I'm starting to see where people who were, as we call them, TNA homers at one time. People who, you know, would defend TNA to no end. Guys who thought they could do no wrong are complaining. And that's not good because TNA isn't doing a lot to gain new fans, unfortunately. And when you start losing the, the hardcore fans that you did have, you know, guys like me, I'm still a fan, but it's getting harder and harder and harder to tune in every week. You know, I don't know what they can do. I, I honestly don't. I don't know if they have the cards to fix it. You know, the cards in place to to just 
take care of what needs to be taken care of and improve this company? Do they have the guys there to do it? I'm not sure. But we do have another caller on the line. You're live on TNA Chat Live. Hey, Bronx. It's Mac. What's up, man? Uh, not too much. I've been busy this week. I, I'm glad you went over Raw because I had actually forgotten most of what had happened other than the uh, ending. Um, I just wanted to touch on a few things that you were talking about with the TNA pay-per-view thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think six, it may have been a better uh, number to go with. But even the four, I think it could have worked better. But the problem is, like you said, every three months, it's a little too much. But they're not even doing that because... They had two pay-per-views within the first three months of this year, which leaves two for the rest of ten months to go through. And so, I mean, after when's Slammiversary in June? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, and so then after that you have one pay-per-view until the end of January or the middle of January next year. That's too long of a stretch in between those uh, to really do anything. But um, I didn't really get to see TNA last night because... I got off work and came home and turned on the draft, and I never even thought about DNA until after it was over. But um, the whole Sting and Hogan running off the Aces and Eights was, I didn't see it, but if it's as bad as I'm imagining it, imagining it uh, I, I can't believe that people were still defending that. And I, um, I don't want to call the guy out because I, I don't remember his name, but the guy on the Facebook page comparing it to The Undertaker defeating... CM Punk at WrestleMania. I mean, it's not even in the same category as that. Um, Undertaker still comes back every year and puts on classics at the pay-per-view. Sting, if he has a decent match, it's, uh, you know, it's noteworthy. But, uh, and also, you know, he was using the Aces and Eights and Sting and Hogan example, uh, you know, pandering to the legends. Well, the Shield came out and attacked the Undertaker tonight and took him out. They didn't run off because it's the Undertaker. He's a legend. Oh, we got to you know cower down to him because he's a legend. They took him out and put him through a table and uh, speared him through the barricade. So um, I don't really see his point there. Well, I mean, and I'm going to agree with you. What what it is is, I mean, there's a difference, and I pointed this out when I commented on that thread. Taker most likely is gone now for another year. Rock, there's rumors that he's not even ever going to come back because of the, you know, him getting hurt and Hollywood not being too happy about it. There's, you know, these guys aren't here every week. It's not like fucking they're showcasing Rock, you know, showcasing Taker, showcasing Triple H every freaking, you know, week. Triple H has been involved lately in his feud with Brock, but it's not like he comes out and takes up, you know, 30 minutes of the show. You know, he came out this week, kept it short and sweet. He fucking accepted the challenge and he freaking pedigreed the shit out of Paul Heyman. That's it. I had no problem with that. And yeah, and uh, Triple H, when's the last time he wrestled uh, a younger star? It's been years since he's. Uh, done that. I mean, it was CM Punk there for a while, then he had that feud with Kevin Nash, and then he went straight into it with The Undertaker, and now Brock Lesnar. He's not facing and burying any younger stars. He's facing the already established guys who are coming back, the part-timers. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't, I don't see where it's, 
you know, the same. It, it's completely different. Now, again, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Hogan and Sting at this point. I mean, so it, it's hard for me to say, will it monopolize stuff every week? I hope not. But if you look at it, Hogan and Bully Ray have been, Hogan's been getting a lot more airtime as an on-air character. You know, my my favorite part of Hogan was when he was just the GM, just making decisions. He was on for a couple minutes a night, and that was it. He was in two segments last night. Yeah, I just hope we don't see Sting versus Bully Ray at uh, Slammiversary for the title. <laughs> oh, that would be bad. But um, switching gears to the WWE and uh, I know you said you didn't get to see SmackDown tonight, but uh, Dean Ambrose had a good showing against The Undertaker. Um, they actually made it believable there for a minute that he could have defeated him. Uh, he gave a, a great DDT to him, and uh, it was very close, two and a half count. But uh, I'm surprised at how physical they were with The Undertaker if he was truly in as bad of a shape as people were leading into it going into WrestleMania. I mean, you know that bear, that spear through the barricade, you know, it's got to be painful, and he took that. It was one of the worst I've seen uh, given to someone from uh, Roman Reigns. And then, of course, the powerbomb through the table. Uh, do you think that, you know, he's coming, of course, on Raw and SmackDown last few weeks. Do you think this could be like his retirement tour coming up? Uh, maybe give it one last year-long run or, you know, semi uh, year long run, maybe come back for SummerSlam or Survivor Series before ending it at WrestleMania next year? Well, I mean, what you have to remember for the first part of your question, what you have to remember is this. You know, this is a guy, <clears throat> pardon me, an Undertaker who wrestled Foley in that infamous Hell in a Cell match with a broken foot. Taker's one of those old school guys where if he has to come out for WrestleMania in a body cast and they just wheel him out there, He's still going to insist that you give him give him your all. I think that Taker is one of those old school mentalities that's almost a little bit crazy where he just doesn't give a shit. You know, he's going to put on the best match that he possibly can. And if he's got to stay really in pain for the next couple of weeks or months, he'll do it. He doesn't give a shit. That's I don't think he needs to do that as a fan he's given me more more than enough of himself but he's that old school mentality and yeah he's gonna take those bumps and if it means you know fucking laying in bed for the next three months as long as that show he was booked on he gave it his all he's a happy guy and as far as his retirement goes that part of your question yeah i think so i think just the very fact that he was on another in a Two, two more. When was the last time you saw Taker in two matches after WrestleMania? I can't remember the last time. I think you're going to see he's going to really struggle, and we're going to see a little bit more of him during the course of the year than we normally do. And yeah, that's a good theory you have. WrestleMania, and again, 30, that's a nice, even, round, goose egg number. I think that might be it for him. Yeah, and I threw this theory out on the uh, Facebook page um, right before you came on the air. But, uh, and I mean, I don't know how it would work technically, but, you know, they did this thing with the Shield, and maybe they write him off until next year, or maybe he comes back before then. But um, I was just saying, let's just, you know, assume that the Shield adds a fourth member between now and WrestleMania next year. 
and Taker returns and wants to take on the shield after they took him out. And they have a gauntlet style match where he would take on all four of them individually. Um, they don't have to call it a gauntlet match. They can just call it him taking on, you know, four different matches back to back. But, um, and he could defeat all four members of the shield and that would make him 25 and Oh, at WrestleMania 30. I mean, it kind of covers all their bases. And, you know, some people say he has to get to 25 and over to end it or, and some people say WrestleMania 30, where they can do it all in one night, really, if they wanted to spin it that way. Well, yeah, I, they could. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how well that would go over. I mean, yeah, you would technically be able to say he's 25 and 0, but you probably got a lot of people going to say, oh, well, that's cheating. It's bullshit. He's really not 25 and 0. I don't know if they would want to end it on a controversial note like that. I mean, 22 and 0 was more than fucking impressive enough for me. I mean, I just, and again, 2-2 two, two is another, another nice even number. I mean, at first, he got to 20 and we said, oh, that's probably it. You know, now what? If he gets to twenty-five, what? Then you're gonna have people who are gonna say he's gonna go to thirty. I no way. I'd have no problem with him just ending at twenty-two and zero. Like I said, this is a guy who doesn't have a goddamn thing to prove to anybody. He's already a Hall of Famer. Inducting him's a waste of time. He's a Hall of Famer already. He's gonna go down as one of the greatest in the WWE. Never jumped ship. Never even thought about going anywhere else. So. I mean, I like your theory. I know I get where where you're coming from, and it's possible. But I'm just worried that the IWC might shit on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that I would even be in favor of that. I'm just thinking about it. Uh, I mean, I think it would be better for him to have one epic one-on-one match and um, end it after that. Uh, but maybe this Shield thing is leading to him having one more Survivor Series uh, pay-per-view appearance. Maybe a traditional Survivor Series match, which is the match he debuted as in, you know, back in 1990, and maybe having one more appearance at Survivor Series. And like you were saying, who's to say though that he even ends uh, ends his career undefeated at WrestleMania? Um, I'm of the belief that he will actually lose, and that'll be his last match, just because, like you said, he is an old school guy, and what do old school guys do? They, they go out on their backs and, uh, like the rock, you know, this whole statement of he may, you know, WrestleMania may have been his uh, last match. And he said three years ago, we had a goal of coming back and, um, delivering three good solid years and then doing the honors. And I think that's how a lot of the old school guys look at it. They're, you know, doing the honor of going out and putting someone over. And I think Taker, I think he doesn't want his legacy to be, he, you know, he was one of those old school guys who went out on top and retired. I think he wants to be, you know, he wants to put over someone young and make their career by losing to them on his way out. Well, I mean, you got to think that he's that you got to think with that mentality. You got to really feel that he likes the shield, that he sees something in these guys, because for him to be, you know, part of their matches and making them look like a million bucks, making them look strong against him, he. You could do worse as three young guys. You could do a lot worse than having the Undertaker's endorsement. Yeah, and I mean, I would be, if they did something, they broke up the shield between now and WrestleMania, and they all went their separate ways. Uh, A Dean Ambrose-Undertaker feud one-on-one, the promos alone would be great. I don't know if you've ever seen his promos from the indies or even his earlier stuff in the NXT. The guy is, you know, I'm not going to, 
say he's like Heath Ledger's Joker, but he's got a little bit of hint in him of that kind of, you know, crazy, uh, I'm just going to say whatever I want to say kind of thing. And um, I think they could, if he wanted to go out and put one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. guys over, I think it would probably be Dean Ambrose. And you could, you could even, leading up to that finally, you could maybe make him a little darker Ambrose. Make it where he's really, like, just as demented as the taker. You have him do some outlandish shit, cut some outlandish promos. You know, it's a shame he would have made a great Attitude Era guy. It's a shame they probably can't go as far as I'd want them to go. But having him doing stuff like shit. I mean, we're fantasy booking a year in advance. Maybe you make Taker's last match at WrestleMania, you know, a coffin match. And you have freaking Dean Ambrose lay down in a coffin and have them bury him alive. And then when he comes up out of it, he goes, you know, well, you know, you know what? There, you, you know, you see Taker, I'm not afraid to be buried. I'm not afraid of the dark. If you darken this guy up and make him a little more sadistic, because when he talks, it's not just the way he talks, the way he looks. He looks like a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, even when he's coming to the ring through the crowd, you know, he's got the fist up like he's ready to punch, you know, any fan that jumps out in his way or something. He's he's ready to just knock out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think all three of the S.H.I.E.L.D. members are um, pretty impressive so far. And usually when you get these new groups of a lot of young younger guys like the Nexus, and you can clearly see who the weak links, weak links are. But in this group, I mean, there really aren't any. And. I think it's the first time you can say that since probably Evolution, when you know you had all those huge names in Evolution. These guys, none of them have you know weak links. Ambrose is the crazy guy. Roman Reigns is about as intense, um, you know, a wrestler as I've seen and a new wrestler I've seen in a long time. And we all know what Seth Rollins, you know, Tyler Black can do in the ring. He's probably one of the better technical wrestlers they have as far as in ring ability, but. Um, I'll be interested to see when they finally break them up, how they handle each of their characters um, after the shield. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to see a breakup for a while, but when you do, they'll all be able to shine, you know. But anyway, man, I'm about to wrap this up. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And you have a good weekend, bro. You too. I'll talk to you later. Take care, man. All right, guys. Well, that's it. It's Friday night. Bronxy wants to hang out, watch some Netflix, chill. Uh, glad I was able to bring you guys something this week. Uh, sorry about all the technical shit that just happened. It was, it was just one of those weeks, guys. You know, uh, next week everything should be back to normal with Wrestling News Live, TNA Chat Live, the open book returning. Uh, check out all your weekend podcasts. Check out the whole indie show. Uh, check out all the shows out there on the network, snsradionetwork.com. If you're not sure what they are, just go there and you will find all the shows we have to offer. Um, Raw, real quick. I'm not going to give a letter grade. Uh, that's better saved for Wrestling News Live, but I thought it was an okay Raw. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Impact, a little bit better than last week. Not much. Just a little. So that I will give a letter grade. And last night I'd have to give it a C minus. Now you know what? I'm even going to go a little a D plus. It, it just, it's not doing it for me, man. Let's, I know I'm saying this more and more often every week. Let's hope it gets better. But guys, take care. 
Thanks for listening. This has been a special edition of TNA Chat Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye-bye.